Welcome to Blue Collar Mystics, the under the hood approach to the depths of human consciousness. So many mysteries, so little time, so many big words. That's why we aim to take the mystical and make it practical, usable in your everyday life. And you know, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your story. What happened when you started asking yourself the real questions? Like, who am I? What is this? Is it a hologram? Is this some kind of weird cosmic joke? Hey, these are the questions that we are trying to get to the bottom of as we explore the final rabbit hole together here as Blue Collar Mystics. I've been waiting for this one. I'm so excited. Uh, We have a great show for you today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to one more episode of the show Blue Collar Mystics, a practical exploration into the mysteries of human consciousness. And uh, today I am ecstatic to have uh, my friend and someone who has really been uh, someone who's mentored me and I look up to, uh, and I think we've both grown from having a relationship and getting to know each other, uh, but the one and only Dr. Gina Locke, whose uh, who's, who's, uh, pedigrees uh, are sort of pale in comparison to her abilities, but I know that uh, you've spent a lot of time looking into a lot of different ideas and um, and, and, and from, a, from a traditional uh, sort of perspective, and then also from a, a more spiritual perspective, Gina is a, a human design reader, and she did my chart and blew my mind with it, and it's been something that I've wanted to do to kind of uh, get together, talk a little bit about it, uh, and give some time to, since the reading, up to now, and talk a little bit about what human design is, uh, how it can be beneficial to you, and I'm happy to talk about how it's affected me. But I just want to say thank you so much uh, for being willing, uh, and uh, and yeah, thanks for also being on the show. Welcome. Well, thank you. And I think our story did begin because I was in that place of who am I and what's this cosmic joke stuff that's going on, and I had hit uh, a real crisis time in my life. And things were not going well. And I had this thing, this date that I'll never forget, April 19th, 2019. And my everything in my world changed on that day. And a near-death life crisis and lots of stuff. And everything in my world, I have a PhD in applied behavioral studies and education. I've been doing all of the right things that society said to do. I had so many pieces of Western science degrees and nothing was working. Um, Everything was falling apart mentally spiritually, financially, um, socially, relationship-wise, and I just had a real crisis. And I started exploring what do I need to do and who do I need to be? And I came, uh, someone um, in a group I was in recommended this thing called human design. And so I pulled my chart and I looked at it and I played with it a little bit. and I got a little bit about it and I totally understood it because with my PhD, I taught assessment courses for licensed professional counselors. So I understood an assessment and this is an assessment. It uses Eastern and Western modalities. It does astrology, the Chinese I Ching is in it, Kabbalah, the Hindu chakra system and quantum physics. And the physics part is what really pulled me in 
on it more than anything because the physics part really explained why each of us are so unique. So human, that's what human design is from. It started with a guy named Ra in 1987. There's numerous variations of it, but all of those variations you hear now are just vocabulary differences. They're not actually like, oh, it's just a new variety of it or a new standard. It's just a way of being able to describe it in a way that it the language speaks better to your heart versus the language of another person, the vocabulary of another person. So I explored it a little bit and I learned a little bit about myself and I did some things. And in the middle of that, somebody recommended this book that I listened to you on. So I ended up listening to you doing uh, a book on on YouTube that just touched my heart, Reality Transurfing, and discussing this book and getting into it. And I didn't know you at all, but I was every day, every time one would come out, I would listen, I would read, I would do all of the, the stuff you would recommend, I would try all the stuff. And between that, it really helped me grow and understand how my human design could actually touch how to connect with that concept. So I found out about me. I found out I was a manifesting generator. I was a three six. I was a single definition. I was a sacral authority. And all of a sudden, when I learned what all those things meant, I learned to love me. I thought, oh, my God, God created me just exactly the way I was supposed to be. And all these things I thought were wrong with me are actually exactly who I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So between that book and that human design stuff going on, all of a sudden I was able to click and reframe that story, which is what reality transurfing does is reframing your story and reframe your story and to be able to look at it from an angle of how does this improve me or the world or both or whatever. And so that's where it started for me and how it came about. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And I think someone, you know, who's been through, you know, the, the sort of Western, uh, school of, 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 of things, you know, academia and, um, and, you know, not that there's anything wrong with, with academia, but seeing the other part of that and really being able to bring, you know, both of those worlds together. Um, cause there's a lot of really great ideas and, and things like that, but being able to see beyond it, I think it's really cool. I love the quantum aspect as well, just because I'm not as familiar with astrology. I'm not familiar at all with the I Ching, um, <laughs> but I do love the quantum aspect too. And the story reframing and understanding ourselves at a deep level, because one of the biggest ideas in that book is, Hey, you, to give up the fight, you know, give right. up the fight with yourself because how much energy are we wasting trying to be something that we're not. So to get a little bit more of an accurate picture of ourselves, who we really are, I think the human design, element uh adds a lot to that and it's like oh okay i can just rest into the person that i am instead of trying to fix all these things that i perceive to be wrong but all the things that we perceive to be wrong often those oddities those strange things about us that we maybe sometimes hold in contempt can actually be strengths um, especially as an example to other people well, for you, it was probably very true when you felt into it, because there are five types in human design. There are manifestors, which are those who can know something. And that's um, uh, Ian Huff, the guy that does all the Telsa cars. His, he's a manifestor. He can see something. He knows it. He informs the world and go proceed. There are projectors, which are sort of, there are people that have, there's, so manifestors are 8% of the population, not a lot of them. 
20% of projectors and projectors are people who, when they meet you, they, they have this knowingness about what would be in your highest and best interest. It's also very hard for them not just blurt out and tell you that that should be there, but if you're not ready to hear it, you're not open to getting there. So projectors are 20% of the population. And I find that projectors um, benefit greatly from a reading because all of a sudden they understand how to proceed and how to have people hear them and what to do. Then there is uh, reflectors, which are 1% and reflectors have a completely, there's these nine centers in a human design chart that are all in the same locations with all the same numbers on all the little places and all of their centers are white. So they pick up everybody's energy in the whole world and then they reflect it back to us for us to be able to see what's going on. Hmm. Then there's the two most common, that's 1% reflectors. Generators, so generators are 37% and manifesting generators are 33, 32%. And so um, Owen is actually a 37% generator. He has got a very distinguishable way of being able to do his stuff. And this chart tells us that he has a red sacral and, and all of these things. So we look at the centers that are open, the white places, and can help you understand where you've been conditioned by society to try to be something you're not. And where you're told you're wrong, that you don't do it right. You're told, oh, that's not the way you do it. So that's one of those things. I'm a manifesting generator. Manifesting generators and generators are so similar. Manifesting generators happen to be so busy, 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 busy. You think of the pink Energizer bunny, and that's a manifesting generator. Their mind goes a million miles an hour. They multiple task on everything, and they probably do it well. They are able to like think of a zillion ideas. They're not supposed to do them all. They just are supposed to have them. They share those with manifestors. So manifestors can go do them. They are open the door for generators, but manifesting generators are just this little species out there. That's like, bloom, bloom, bloom. We think of a little fairy that's going everywhere. And the generators are the ones who get our world done. They're the ones who you can count on. They're wonderful coaches. They have this way of doing things. And that gives them an idea of where it comes from. So that's the part of like the aura type you are. There's five auras. Um, so manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. And then there are authorities which tell you how to make your decisions. What is the best way for decision making for you? And there are seven different ones. And it's really helpful to stop and look at which one is yours. So I think Owen, when we did your chart, one of the biggest things for you to know is that your gut instinct is usually right. That's going to be the direction to go. It's not wrong, not, not second guessing yourself or not understanding it. But to be able to stop and know with your design, you're supposed to be able to do a gut automatic decision of a yes or no. And I know we did do some work on showing you how to learn to use that more effectively. And I think it's, as you've said before, that was really helpful. Um, very, very <laughs> to be able to physically feel in your body that yes and that no and then you don't your confidence grows in the decision and then you're not second guessing yourself because you're like i got a strong yes and then of course we did a little further on that is this a, every every question is not always just black or white some questions have grays in it so is this a hundred percent yes and you learn to look at what level of comfort are you in proceeding on your yeses and wendy's just say that's a no and that's a blank no. And it's like, okay, if it's if it's not at least 70% yes, I'm not gonna go with it. Or so for you, it could that automatically may become a 
blank no on it. And saying that to you is to being able to stop and give you your identification area of what is a good yes for you and what's a good no. So we do that in the chart reading and that's really helpful. And to be really honest with you, it, that's one of my greatest rewards of being able to teach how you make decisions as each authority. And there's seven different types and you and I happen to happen the same one, um, which is a sacral authority. So that made it sort of cool for you to be able to do. I think that's super helpful. Another thing that's really helpful about it is a thing called profiles. And there's some numbers that are on your chart and they'll say either one, two, three, four, five or six. And you'll have a combination of it like for example, uh, I have a three, six. So my three, six means that's my way that the world, that's the way I show up into the world. And I do things, I do things from that angle. I, I show up like as a, when I do things, I have a three and that's an explorer or experimenter. A three is an explorer, experimenter. And a six is a role model teacher. So my whole life I have tried and test it every and I've tested. I have to test it, <laughs> test it, test it. I have to read every single book. Mm -hmm. If you were to see behind me, you would see a partial deal of my like seven to eight hundred seven to eight hundred books that I have in my personal library that I literally touch all the time and reread the section I need to do. I am a three trial and error on everything. I have to try it for myself. But we're going to go back to what a one is. A one is an investigator researcher. And you guys may not realize this, but this is Owen. He is definitely, he researches it, he knows it. And when he gets prepared and he understands it, then he presents it to you guys. And so when you've got that, it's one of the greatest gifts of he being your coach is that everything he does, he's always prepared for because he's got that within him. His other one is a five and he's a karmic mirror. So when I met him, for the first time, even in his words, his energy pulled me in. I saw, I heard myself. I could hear in his words when I heard his YouTubes. I could see him reflecting back the very best of me. He was a karmic mirror and I was ready to see the good of me. So all of a sudden I could see the good of me and it helped me. So as a coach, being a 5-1 is so important because he's able to stop. And there are great coaches in every number, every number sequence. But for but for for this person, for you, Owen, it is really cool because people that meet you when they're ready to receive, they see themselves and then they're ready to come to you. And it's because you're a karmic mirror and a natural leader to come into the world. And then your one is you're always prepared. You've investigated it. You've researched it. You know what you need to get done. And then you're ready to go with it. And it gave you a lot of confidence to understand why people came. And then a lot of confidence to understand, I really am prepared. If, if something to me says I'm not prepared, then I need to prepare a little more. But I'm really actually quite prepared. It's okay to read that book. How many times did you read Reality Transformation? <laughs> I promise it's been a hundred. Yeah. And it's like you needed to read it that much to be able to teach concepts to people <laughs> like me. And teaching the concepts is what I needed at that point in time. It was exactly what I needed to move forward for my whole entire life because that whole deal on April 19th, 2017 had totally changed my life and I needed to move forward. So those numbers are important. So ones are investigators, researchers. If you've got that one, if you're a two, you integrate, you take in all that information. You can't talk about it yet. You can't do anything with it. And when you've integrated it into who you are, then you go, ah, now I can talk about it. A three is going to explore an experiment, explore an experiment. And everybody in society is going to tell them 
their parents will tell them, their teachers will tell them, you, why can't you stick with something? Why do you always have to change? And that it, it's within you that you can't not try something new. You can't just stay with the same old, same old. You cook a recipe and you got it just right and it was great. The next time you fix it, you're going to do a little bit different just because you're a three and you're going to see if you can get a little bit better. That's just who you are. A four is a networker, a networking person and a community builder. And a five, of course, is, is Owen, a karmic mirror to be able to see who I really am and I'm ready to grow and I'm ready to go there. Um, and a six is a role model teacher. So that's a little bit about some of them. There's more to it. There's a cross of incarnation, which I, I know is very helpful because it tells you your purpose and where you're going. And I know that was very emotional for you when you heard yours. <laughs> yeah. And um, to understand everything I've been feeling was exactly right. So human design gives you an assessment of all that. And then it helps you be able to see everything. I'm, everything about me is okay. I like me. <laughs> I don't have to try to change to do marketing that way, or I don't have to try to change to be that way. So if you're a three, you may not read the whole book. You're just going to read the chapters you need because you only need it a little bit. If you're one, you're going to read the whole book. You're going to put it down. You're going to go reread it again. And a two is going to walk out there. They're going to pick up that book and they're going to go, oh, there's some pieces of this book I need. They're going to read it and then they're going to set it aside until it integrates into the rest of all of the things and the parts. So it's fascinating. No, it really is. And it's really, really helpful. It was emotional to kind of have that confirmation. Like, I think, I think on the inside, we intuitively kind of know, and then to have the confirmation just kind of puts you at ease and you're like, Oh, that explains it. <laughs> that's why, that's why I have this, you know, weird compulsion or why, like, you know, other people do things differently than I do. And I do it this way, you know, like for instance, if uh, the integrate, someone, you know, reads it and it takes time, it takes time for them to, to digest it and figure it out and all those types of things and fully form it, you know, maybe before they bring it out or what have you. But um, the fact that I'm so curious, I just can't help it. Like I, the investigator sort of thing, the one, uh, and, uh, and then, you know, the karmic mirror thing is kind of cool too. I, I remember being like elementary school, even grade school. And the teachers and my mom were like, you're a natural leader. And I'm like, I don't see it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get that. Um, but I think it, it's more of just seeing things in a way uh, and modeling them. Uh, and then people sometimes can cue off that, right? Uh, as opposed to like intentionally, like I'm going to lead a, you know, whatever, right. right? There's no, there, I don't have that. You know, I'm not like, You're I'm going to lead a bunch of people over to this. Th it's like, no, but I'm going to do something. And if it is helpful for, for people and if they can benefit from it, then I, of course I want to share that. And of course, you know, I want to see if we can uh, help them, you know, with whatever that sort of thing is. So that's very cool. Yeah. Fascinating. The next part of it that I think was very helpful and it was helpful for me was to learn about what it is that helps us know when we're in alignment with who we are. When you're in alignment with who you are and you are a uh, generator, when you're a generator 
and you're in alignment with who you are, you're going to be satisfied with the way things are going. You're going to feel satisfaction. You're going to go, oh, this is great. This is really smooth. You're in alignment with your human design and your human design is looking at all. It's looking at astrology. It's looking at your time of birth and when your crystal was designed, which was 88 days before, it's given a whole combo of everything. I've never done a reading on a single person who hasn't left the reading going, you didn't know me and you just told me everything <laughs> about me. And I did one yesterday for a young lady in Canada and she literally was almost in tears that somebody finally saw me for who I am for the first time and told me how lovable I was because the loving part. But to help you know when to get in alignment with who you are, generators, if they're satisfied, they're in alignment. If they're frustrated, now Owen knows what to do when he's frustrated. When you're frustrated, you either ask yourself and you're, however you learn to be able to listen to your body. Owen has his way that he does it now. But you actually say, do I tweak it? Do I revise it? Do I get rid of it and throw it away? What do I, and you ask yes or no questions to your body to say, is that the direction I need to go? And now you know when to tweak. You know, like, oh, that's not the marketing quite doing it. I feel frustrated with marketing. I need to tweak it. I need to change it. Or I need to go to another platform, whatever that may be. So frustration gives you this thing of knowing uh, that something is in the way. And all of a sudden, you can ask how to move it out of the way or how to go around it and get back into satisfaction. I think of it as Abraham Hicks saying to us that we have contrast. So that frustration is your contrast. And if you want to sit there and battle the contrast, go for it. But if you want to stop and say, oh, am I just supposed to wait longer? It's just not time yet. That may be it. But there's it's learning to ask those. So manifesting generators are similar to generators and that they actually have the same thing. They have a lot of frustration when they're out of alignment. They're going to feel frustration and they're also going to have anger. So they'll be very angry. I was very angry at myself before that. And I've been angry at myself over a few things since. And I get, I have to learn. That's my big contrast. I need to figure out what to do to get back into satisfaction when I'm doing that. The other next, the next one on projectors, projectors are really bitter. So if you meet somebody who's bitter about everything and you hear the bitterness in them, there's, there may be a projector. And as a projector, they're bitter about it. When projectors feel successful, they're in alignment. If they're feeling bitter, they need to be doing something differently than what they're doing and being able to go there. Um, and the reflectors, if they feel disappointment, if they're super disappointed, and you're not going to meet many reflectors. I have probably only four or five clients that are reflectors. And the vast majority of my clients, even though it's only 20% of the population is projectors, projectors are pulled to me for some reason. I pull lots and lots of projectors. And um, but it's a really interesting. And when the when a reflector is there, they feel like they've embraced the world and everything feels good. So projectors are going to feel successful or bitter. Manifesting generators are going to feel either that they are very dynamic and very satisfied or they're going to feel very frustrated and very angry. And then a generator is going to be either satisfied because everything's going well and it's all good and it's just fine to have a status quo now yes 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 finally or they're going to feel frustrated and want to like throw it away or drop it or quit and a manifester is going to have anger when they're out of alignment and when they're feel empowered when they are when they are there one thing i wanted to share is that for you you recognized and we and i'm the same is that we 
manifestor, manifesting generators and generators need to have something show up in their environment to respond to it. We don't just do something just to do it. When something shows up, we respond to what it is. And when we respond, we're in alignment. Well, it'll go much smoother. You can try to force things to go, but they won't go smoothly. But when you are, feel something show up in your environment, that can be something that shows up on social media or in with a friend. It may show up in the world in the sense of a, um, it, it may just have somebody may say to you, oh, why don't you read this book? And then somebody else says later in the week, I heard about this book that might be really good for you. It's this book. And um, then somebody else might say, oh, you know something, I was thinking about getting a book and I saw this one. What do you think of this book? And all of a sudden, this book name of this book's come up three times within 10 days. There's a strong possibility you need to respond and go read that book. That's a way to be able to say responding to what shows up in your environment for manifesting generators and generators. Projectors, you realistically need to be recognized and then invited and that's not responding to things that show up in your environment. That's a literal invitation. There's an invitation to say, oh, we want you to do so and so. And that's something that you're able to do. So for projectors, the hardest thing to do is to be able to do that. I have a client um, that we've been working on some refinance. She's been working on ID energy work as well. We've been working on refinance on some bank stuff. She had variable interest. We all know what's happened to that lately. And so on all of her um, rental properties, it's quite a bit of money. So we've gone in to start doing it. And everything she was hitting was just a brick wall, brick wall, brick wall. It was going to go up higher and higher. And so we did some clearings around it and did a little bit of work. And I says, now you have to wait for the invitation. So she calls me on Monday and she goes, oh, my God, the bank called me that I had, met, had contacted the first time. I just sort of mentioned to them and they sort of said, no, we don't do that. All of a sudden they called me, they offered me a set rate. My payments are going to go down 300 a month. They invited me to come in and do all of this stuff. And she said, I waited for the invitation and I'm saving over $800 a month, period. She waited three weeks for that invitation to show up. And all of a sudden it all changed. That's when a projector is in alignment and feeling good. So that helps a little bit. Manifestors just have to have informed before they do an action. There's just not many people who are manifestors and it's tough to do that, but they get to say, oh, I'm informing you and here's what we'll do. It's really helpful. So for those of you that are generators and manifesting generators, you really need something to show up in your environment before you just jump in and do it. Somebody needs to like, it needs to show up somehow like, oh, Here's sound, um, sound bowls. And all of a sudden you've been thinking about sound bowls. And then someone else says, oh, there's this sound machine thing that's coming to town. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're supposed to go listen to this sound machine. You've got something to respond to. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, for me, I know that's absolutely, it's, well, I mean, we call it like synchronicity, but I, mm -hmm. I have to, I have to, if I cue off something, every time I try to push something or, or something, it never, ever works. And I've gotten frustrated many times in the past because I would try to do this thing and I would try to like lead, you know, like it's, you try to lead and it's just going to be a big mess. But when it starts to sort of beckon you and you're like, oh, okay, well, it's very clear what to do here. Then it, it, things start to kind of fall in and support whatever that uh, project is or whatever that mission is. So those who are manifesting generators, you might get invited to do and respond to a lot of things, but you won't end up doing them all. 
generators are probably going to get when they respond to something they're more likely and they get a yes in their body to say go do it they're more likely to get to go carry it all the way through manifesting generators have to be totally exhausted when they go to bed at night they need to be tired they need to be ready to sleep and they need to use up all of that sacral energy and to burn up all the sacral energy they may be doing 10 different things but they may not complete all of those things so it may not be for them to go do every single thing that they thought of but they're going to be busy staying there doing it manifesting generators um respond to everything in there so i get i've always my entire life gotten in trouble for always doing the dishes before i go to bed all the laundry has to be completed before i get into bed when i get up in the morning i need to make the bed all of these things that other people would say oh why do you have to like always do all that i am responding to what i see generators don't have to do that generators can let it sit because they only respond to the things they need to do and I, on the other hand, I'm responding to every little thing and I have to find within myself the time to say, okay, how much do I want to do? And the mornings I've learned, go outside and sit on the back patio or the porch. And then I don't see dishes or clothes to pick up or the bed to make. And I'm not having to respond and I can actually sit there and let myself rejuvenate by doing that. If I see something I need to respond to, I can't sit there. But a generator sees only what they need to respond to that that is necessary and then they'll do it so they end up with um generators and manifesting generators living in the same household the generator's going to say why do you do that all the time why yeah. do you have to and the generator and the manifesting generator is going to see can't, can't you see the dishes in the sink right right and it's like <laughs> it just takes five minutes to put them in the dishwasher can't you just do it you know and it's like until you recognize and you learn the human design of your partner and to be able to say to your partner, ah, I can do this because my husband's a generator. He's just a generator. He's <laughs> going to do one thing at a time and it's not his thing. So now my answer to him is when he says to me, why can't you just sit down and watch a television show, which I cannot do. And I am, I just say, I'm a manifesting generator. I'm a three, six, and that's just who I am. And I just keep on doing it. And he doesn't even argue anymore. He just like, okay. You just can't sit down and watch a television show. Nope. I have to be able to like have my earbuds in and maybe listening to an audible or I may be reading a book at the same time and listening to the television show or I'm doing laundry or I am coming. Last night I worked on human design eBooks. I do unique eBooks for each person. And I just did, a, I was writing a book for a person on their human design chart to tell who they were and what to expect. And it was like, and I'm watching the television show, The Librarians, right as I went. So, <laughs> No, that's amazing. I mean, I can't multitask at all, but I, I totally, I totally understand like the, because like, yeah, I mean, if dishes don't need to be done or whatever, you know, I don't know, I don't know what my mom is, but like, she might be, she might be a, a manifesting generator. Uh, but for me, I'm like, yeah, the, the, the grass can wait. I'll cut the grass tomorrow, even though it really needs to be cut today, but I, you know, I've got all this other stuff that I've got to do and it just seems more pressing. It just seems like that, that is, that are, those are the things that I need to focus on. So it's and, funny. And having that. a partner in your life that understands that and respects that. Now there's going to be times when you're going to have to go cut the grass, even if you don't want to cut the grass, Sure. but it's just to say that I it doesn't drive you bananas. <laughs> 
the way it drove me bananas. Like it will like, because I see this to respond, to respond, to respond, to respond. And it's like, oh, and it's within me. It's almost like a vibration within me of like, I have to go do that. I have to go do it. I have to energize your bunny is a great example. And yet a generator is going to get it over there and get that project they are working on. Their goal in life is to be masterful at their thing. And it's not the same thing. Every generator has their own thing to be masterful for. So saying that, that's what they are. And then being able to recognize. So the goal would be, let's say for you, let's say the goal we should probably work on next is to be able to manifest enough financial support that somebody else can mow the lawn and somebody else can wash the dishes and somebody else can come in and do that general housekeeping of just sheets and laundry and towels and all of that stuff ever so often. And you can just go concentrate being your masterful self and not worry about it. Yeah. There's a weird thing that happens sometimes with that, where I would almost feel it's not guilt, but it's like, I would almost feel like I'm being lazy uh, because ah, I'm not doing those other things. Now that's because you've been conditioned to believe that something is wrong if you're not doing it. Yeah. That's I, where I, conditioning <laughs> comes in. And those white sensors that we have that are in our charts, which stop and say, we pick it up. Now I'll give an example on Owens, which is pretty easy to say, and you can almost see it is that he has an open solar plexus. And that means he picks up the energy of other people and he can feel their emotions. He can feel their emotions in his body and he manif and he amplifies them at 70% bigger than they were. So he can pick up my emotions and know exactly where I'm at and amplify them 70%. And so his big question has learned to, it will be is to stop and say, are those emotions mine? No. Do I need to know this? Maybe yes, you do. Do I need to know all of it? No. Can I let go of what I don't need to let go of? And then just do whatever he does, which is going to nature usually to let go of those other emotions that he doesn't need to understand. And he doesn't need to hold on to my emotions. He doesn't want to be a sponge to them. He wants to be a screen so they can help me grow, which is what you've done when we work together. You've helped me get through those pieces so that I can go to what I'm supposed to go do, but you didn't have to soak them all up and hold on to them. And so yeah. that's helpful. Oh, that's awesome. Well, for me, you've helped me so much, just like what you were just saying, like being able to pick up on those emotions and ask the question, is this mine? Because if you don't know that it's not yours, then you think you just own it. You just take, take ownership of it. And then now here you are like feeling all this stuff. <laughs> When it's maybe not, you're just picking it up on from somebody up. else. Every white center in your chart, you pick up something. So from the head, the crown, you're going to pick up everybody's thoughts. You may actually even hear them. You may actually realize you may, if you have an open Ajna, which you also do, you can actually see and envision what they're envisioning. So if they're watching horror movies and they're coming to you with nightmares, you actually can see literally what they're envisioning. And you have to recognize, did I need to know that? Oh, you may have needed to know it as a as a coach working with that client, but now you can let go of it because you, you need you now know what you need to know. An open throat means that you can you pick up how they speak, but you amplify what it is. So if somebody is um, doing something and their their throat for you, you've got to be recognized for your throat to show up for you to speak. So when someone speaks to you before that, they don't even hear you. But because your throat is white, so you're picking up their energy and then you'll go with that. So if somebody is very outspoken, then you'll push and go outspoken, but that's not yours. 
And you just need to understand, oh, that's an outspoken person. So I have a colored throat. I'm very cautious when I'm working with you to stop and let you be able to speak a whole lot because it's so easy for me to speak because my throat's colored. My throat is a defined way of going out and it just goes. But then you are feeling it. It's amplified and like, then you're ready to go speak, speak. But I don't give you time to speak because I've covered you up. So it's very helpful for you to recognize that you have need people around that recognize this. Your G center is your identity. And we just both have to admit that your identity has come about through all the integrations and research that you've done of stopping and saying, this is who I really am. I am not this person that was supposed to do what society said. That was the traditional process of what you do. That at this age, you're going to get married and this age, you're going to have two children. And at this age, your career is going to look like this. And at this age, you're going to do that. And at this age, you're going to um, have retire. And at this age, you're going to whatever you're, you looked at your identity because it's totally open, but you picked up everybody's identity they tried to give you over the years. And then you finally quit, started saying, is that mine? And then you would just push it out. And now you've found your own identity and you can hear everybody else when they're off on their identity. When their identity's off, you feel it because you're like, oh, that person doesn't know exactly who they are yet. As a coach, that's so significant to be able to help them get back on track. Um, each of the centers do that. Yours just, you happen to have five open centers. So you have the ability to feel, think, hear, envision, or see other people's stuff. And now you've learned how to let it go if it's not needed for you to coach them. And even after you coach them, you can say, I don't need that. I'm okay to let it go. Everybody has their own way of letting go. And that was, you already had your way of letting go. You just needed to learn how to ask your questions in your body. Yeah. So if they're, um, if they're open centers and they don't have a color, then would you say that's just more empathic, like in those it, centers? That is where we have our real, all of our relationships and that's where we grow. So we came in that part to grow in our soul's evolution. That's how we came in to like get more experiences and it, and to stop and be able to not get conditioned by other people. So, um, if we don't have any conditioning by them, then we're able to grow and expand and we're able to see. So for people who have, it, there's not a good or a bad on either one. Each of them have their own strengths. But for someone who's a coach, it's really strong for you because you pick up their stuff. And now that you know it's not yours, and now that you know what to do, what it feels like, they don't even know how to describe to you. Um, they have no idea how to describe to you how they feel but you know how they feel. So you don't need them to describe it anymore or you don't need to see what they envisioned or you don't need to see what they were thinking. You, you don't have, you, you can actually work with them and they'll just say, I don't know how he knew it, but he just knew it. And you've done that with me saying that is that listening to it is like we were doing, um, I was in, I was in one of your programs that I loved. And in that program, it was a book club program that was extensive major program. And I probably didn't say a whole lot in that program, but you would say stuff that it was like, like you picked up everybody's energy in the group and all of a sudden words would come in your belt. And it was exactly what I needed to hear at that moment. It was the exact words that helped me click to understand that segment of what I needed to know in that piece, because you were able to feel all my stuff and be able to go with it. So yeah. Does that help a little? A little bit. Yeah, it's unbeknownst to me, but it's again back to like this idea of of, of alignment, understanding ourselves, allowing ourselves to be. And 
Um, and, and it does help once you like, oh, you're like, oh, that's what was happening. You know, I was just, you know, I don't really necessarily know what's going on, but now to have a little bit of a baseline and, and foundation for it, it's like, oh, and especially the biggest thing is just knowing that it's like, whatever that is that I'm feeling or picking up, uh, if I'm in a, you know, a group of people and I start to feel anxious or, uh, you know, antisocial or who knows. It's like, that's not necessarily me. I'm just picking that up from this group, from the people that are around. And so, so it really helps to not, um, and it helps you calm that, that anxious person. Yes. Because all of a sudden it's not my anxiousness, but all of a sudden someone in this group and all of a sudden you're going to know the words to come through you and they're going to come through you and you're going to say something that's going to calm their soul. Yeah, and, and because it, human design is all about our soul and living in this incarnation, it's a big deal to live in the present moment, to be in this present moment and live now and to experience that so that we can grow and become the best that we can be. And we get the more we're in alignment, the more easeful flow happens. The things that start easefully occurring without being anxious about them. But each of us find it because society said, oh, no, 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 you're not supposed to do that. Society gave us all these definitions of how we were supposed to look or how we were supposed to dress or how we were supposed to say or how we were supposed to feel and what we were supposed to have financially or what we were supposed to, whatever it may be. And when we didn't meet those standards, all of a sudden we felt bad about ourselves. So human design allows you to love yourself when you feel those feelings. Oh, I, I felt that anxiousness today. And then somebody's going to say, how did you calm down? on that group that we were going rafting and we're getting ready to hit this big rapids areas and you could feel the anxiousness of a client. And all of a sudden you were able to say, okay, just grab that over there on the left hand and hold on a little bit differently. All of you here, let's take a big breath unless we're going to go together and let's like try to relax our bodies instead of stiffening. And all of a sudden you said it at the right moment because you had said it all the way down the, the river, but you got to the rapids and you knew to say it again. That's when then, those people come out and they write this review that says he knew exactly what to say at the right moment because you're in alignment with who you are. And it's like those people that you see that with, they've learned to live it. Not everybody's had their human design chart read to be able to do that, but it sure makes a difference to help you understand and love yourself for being the way you are. I, I couldn't agree more. And it, it's given me chills to hear how accurate, you know, because I, I do hear people who are in my raft and stuff. They're like, oh, thank you so much. You made us feel so comfortable. And relax, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, like, if I'm going down certain rapids, uh, it might make them feel a little bit less comfortable because I'm <laughs> maybe a little bit less. But I think it's so, so good. Like, there's a lot of different you know, uh, modalities or methodologies to help ourselves understand ourselves better. Um, but this one in particular is there's just so much nuance and depth to it. Um, so as regarding the numbers, we've talked a lot about the sort of, would you say the foundation is sort of your type? Like if you're a generator or a projector, yes, or collector, the, the, five, the five types are the foundation. The next one is how do you, um, how do you respond to things like is it going to be like responding or waiting for an invitation or do you just inform how how does that process work knowing that is very very helpful and the next one is your the next major thing is your authority how do you make your decisions there are seven different ones we just happen to have the same one 
Um, but there are seven different authorities out there. And some of those are, um, for some people, they're supposed to speak it out with somebody that is a confidant to them, that they can just speak and the other person doesn't judge what they're saying. And when they hear themselves speak it, all of a sudden the vibration of the words within their body, they'll know what to do. And uh, my best friend, um, my best friend of 30 years is a guy and he is a mental projector. And his is, so he's supposed to speak it. And once I, it's taken me several years to get him to do it. And the last three months we've been doing it a lot more. And so he'll speak it out and just say it. He goes to Zoom and puts a Zoom on and records it just so he says it out loud. And then he hears himself say it and then he knows what to do and he's totally calm. He knows what to do and that's what it, that's his authority. He has a way of doing it. But you have to have a non-judgmental person on it. So all of a sudden he called yesterday and he said, oh my gosh, he said the house that we didn't think we were going to get, we got it for like 20,000 less than what unbelievable stuff. He said, all I did was go talk to my Zoom and hear myself say it. And then I knew what to do and how to do it and what to process. And everything has just clicked along. People have called us and asked us if they could do the loan. People have asked. It was just an amazing because he needed invitations, right? Because he was a projector. All of a sudden, everything just clicked. And he said, and before I would have been like nervous, Rick, nervous, 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 not knowing what to do. So that, that's one of them. But there are seven types. We go through each one on each person to help them know what it is and understand it and to be able to respect it and grow with it. And it's it's pretty helpful on it. The profiles are helpful to know that, like, for example, you're a five one, you're a natural leader first, but you're always going to investigate and research to have your ducks in a row. Uh, for me, I needed that three six more than anything. So I want to say one thing to every three and every six out there. You never fail. You are destined to do the testing and the trial and the error. It was your job to test it. It was your responsibility in this world to see what was the best way to do it. I mean, when I go back and look at, I have a bachelor's degree and two master's degree and a PhD and 10 certifications in energy healing. And here's where those are. Do you not think those all integrate together? I taught licensed professional counselors how to do assessments and career planning. And all of a sudden, all of those things I needed to do to be able to stop and help people really understand how unique each of us are and each chart's unique each chart is there's so much more depth to it you can go into and it's great to do relationship charts i did a relationship chart on the two of us and we connect each other's pieces everywhere every channel was connect i mean every center was connected so when we're in the same space we don't take on other people's energies and we feel very safe we feel the reason probably we felt we felt very, very safe together. It would be like if we were roommates, we would have a very easy time because we wouldn't need anybody else to feel good about being in that situation because our energies just flow together in a way that makes it really simple. So when you have a contrast with somebody that's a very dynamic, that's not there, there's probably a place where your centers don't connect and there's a battle of who's going to win that one. Like it's me or it's going to be them. And it's a really interesting thing. So connection, it's fun to do relationship charts. And I had to run it. He did not ask for it. I had to run it because I felt so comfortable and safe to talk about things. I never talk. He will tell you there's things that we have talked about that I have never shared with other people. 
that are huge in my healing journey. And I was able to share them with him, with you, Bootsy. I was able to go do that just with ease and I felt safe doing it. So I think relationships are a cool way of understanding how you feel good. So No, I mean, the this, you know, this modality or this, uh, these ideas of, of human design. So and interesting. And like I said, there's just a lot to unravel. I think it's so cool that, that you, you, I think, and I think a lot of people could benefit from it. You know, obviously a three, that's the explorer, but you know, if you go out there and you try something and it didn't work and you failed, you didn't fail, you didn't fail. Yeah. Uh, you just got to keep going and it's all right. Um, so I appreciate all the people who go through, like, I'm a big fan of like processes. So something like the artist's way or any sort of program or course like that, that's like, you know, has a methodology to it. Maybe that's why I like putting them together, but that has it like a methodology to it. Um, it, it's awesome, but I know that whoever that person is that's put that together, they've tried a lot of different ways and a lot of different things, uh, to get to, to get people to the place where they're trying to get them to. So if you, a book like the artist way, which is about getting unstuck as a creative, you know, she tried all these different experiments and ideas with people over the course of several years until finally it was like, okay, well, I'm just going to package this all together and put it in a book, you know, because I've found all of these, all of these different, uh, you know, sort of, um, uh, not models, but like ex uh, exercises that will help to get the person to open up to, you know, to start answering some questions about themselves. I think that's so cool. I love that. Um, I love that. Uh, there are people out there who are trying all this stuff and they can't help themselves to do it because for every, for every one of us, we're like, Oh, cool. There's already a process. I already outlined. I just got to trust the process, which I think is amazing. Um, I use three other assessments when I do human design charts now to help people understand, am I a person that can go work on this by myself or am I somebody that needs an accountability partner? Or is this something that I do a blending of and I do some assessments using. So some of those Western assessments that I did all that training in, I pull those back in to help people. I use the five love languages extensively. So if you are a person with five love languages and you are your physical touch or gifts or your major love languages, you may not do a lot of journaling because journaling may not do it for you. You may need to do a whole different, I have a different process set up for them to be able to help them find that creative component that they couldn't do because their love language is different and how they relate to the world and show up on it does it. So I use three different ones. I use a, an intimacy profile that helps you stop and look at, do I need acceptance before I can move forward? And then where would you learn how to get that? So there's 10 different things. So I use a combination of these other ones along with the human design chart. So you can actually find how to get in alignment with your human design chart because we're each so different. Um, for so for so many of us it's so helpful to know if if journaling is going to work for you and it's doing it it's going to show up if words of affirmation or quality time are your thing in your love language then journaling is probably a really cool thing for you to try or make an effort at doing it and then you stop when we go through on how you expect maybe you need a partner and maybe to, to be able to help you journal with that, that will help you keep that flow going because you need that support, that supportiveness. So I use these other combos to help you figure out how to get into alignment with who you are. And then all of a sudden, the human design chart starts becoming flowing easily because all of a sudden you're not battling. I have to do this by myself. 
maybe, you know, with fairness, some people can do it by themselves, but not all of us. Right. And sometimes there's times when um, uh, an accountability partner is super, super helpful or when we know that it is really important to blend some stuff. So how do you show up in the world and you, your human design will become super smooth once you've understood that. That's so we put some other things in that help people um, be able to not have to go battle it all by themselves. Yeah. I mean, that's so comforting too. Life is not all, and, and life is never going to be completely, life is never going to be completely, oh, just perfect and easy because we are here to grow. We're going to have an opportunity for obstacles to show up. And I think I can fairly say that you've had some obstacles that have shown up that have put you in a new direction because you pivoted and you did something completely different with it. And now your life is 10 times better. But at the time, you thought the world had ended. <laughs> yeah. And saying that is that challenges show up to help us get on either the path we're supposed to go on next, or it's there to help us understand that there might be a path that's better for us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's cool. That's amazing. And it's at the time, yes, I felt like the world was falling apart in certain times in my life, but ultimately, with that knowledge and then moving forward and knowing that we're here to grow and learn, um, it, get, it gets easier and easier to kind of settle down when things appear to be going wrong, quote unquote, and, uh, and, and, and try to find the advantage in that situation, you know, stay a little bit more calm and, and, and alert, uh, uh, with, and, and have a little bit more, more, uh, have a lot more options in, in, in how you kind of proceed. And that is a big, um, and a, a big thing to be thankful for. Like if, if, if life was just comfortable and, and, and the same all the time, we would get bored really quick. And yeah, we're definitely here to learn. And I don't know necessarily what <laughs> everyone's lessons are, but that's not my business anyway, unless right. we're working together or something, but, but, uh, but yeah, no, if you're I, working together, you're probably going to understand their lessons because of your open centers and you're going to get it of where it goes. I can say that I had a, something happened about 17 months ago that I did something I was guided to do. It had for the first nine months, it felt like it was the most stupid, ignorant, dumb decision I'd ever made in my entire life. And I finally got to a point where I was able, cause I quit being so angry, this manifesting generator who was angry and frustrated, finally got to a point where we was able to stop and ask the question, was this in my divine path? And the answer was a huge yes. And it was really hard to swallow, you know, because it didn't feel like it was in my divine path, but it was. And I was able to stop and go and reframe it to understand that the purpose was some kind of a soul contract I had with someone else who was going to grow significantly from this experience and change major things in this world for so many people. And it's happening. And I'm watching it happen now as I still continue through the journey and um, yet it was part of my divine path. And I know it's almost that I know I don't have to do it forever. If that makes any sense. No, it makes sense. And a challenge, <clears throat> but it was for this other person's soul's growth to learn to trust themselves and to do something that was so outside the perimeters of what society said was okay. And to fight the battle to do it and to go to high levels to do it 
which this person has. And it was all because of my journey and where I was. They had known me 20 years, but had so much information. And it was a it was a major, it's a major milestone in that person's world, and it's changing the world of many. It has not been fun for me, but it was part of my divine path. And it's really helpful when you have those strong confidences in your yeses or nos to know that it's going to be okay one way or the other. Well, yeah, that's heavy um, and beautiful and very beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. And uh, yeah, I hope that uh, is inspiring to folks out there. Um, and I guess we'll wrap up this episode before I start weeping on the podcast. <laughs> um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but um <clears throat> But yeah, we, um, I really, uh, I really want to thank you so much for taking the time and, you know, uh, we've had some really awesome conversations and I've learned so much from you. I want to thank you for being willing to come and, and talk and for running my chart and, um, and yeah, please tell, uh, folks how, how they can find you, track you down if they're interested in getting a reading, um, or if they're interested in, uh, any of the other, uh, offerings that you have, please let us know. Well, I do have free charts. If you want a free chart, you just go to J. My name is Gina, J-E-A-N-A-L-O-C-K-E.com. And there's a place that says work with me and it'll have human design, run a free chart and you can get your free chart. I'll give you a little bit of information when you get your free chart about you, a little bit of an overview about a few things on it. And then there's some opportunities to book some different sessions there. And, um, I usually try to do it where we have two sessions because the first one is I give you a lot of information and is Owen's going to be able to say on it is it's so overwhelming when you hear this about yourself. It's very emotional. You almost need a follow up later to come back and ask your questions. So I've broken all my my readings now into two pieces Um, and we'll just do a special on here for you guys, Owen, for your people that call from your group and we'll call it um, Bootsy. How's that? Okay. So it's gonna, the, the code on it will be Bootsy and there'll be 20% off okay. on uh, any human design reading chart or any of those. And I do relationship charts and family charts as well if people want them. Oh, by the way, knowing your children's design is the most wonderful experience you can do for yourself because you now know how to parent them. And I actually have a friend of mine who's written a book on parenting the human design for your child. And if you are a generator, you would know how to parent a projector. And there's a whole section on how to do. So just letting you know on that, it's a wonderful thing to get your your child's chart and understand it and as well as your own, because that is just like I said, how well we get along. Guess what? There's a whole lot of times it's conflict instead of blending. I'm even so having that's people very helpful. in my head. Right <laughs> and then the other part of that is, so they're there and just, uh, you can choose those. And I also do energy work as well. So I do quite a lot of energy work. I'm certified in numerous areas and, yeah, um, we can, t- and we will yeah. do another, we'll do another episode on that because that's a whole, that's just a whole other topic, but I wanted to start here. Um, it's something that 
I've heard a lot of people talk about in human design. And then, um, and I was like, what is this trendy new thing? And then, <laughs> and then you commented on one of my posts on Facebook. And then we wound up getting into a conversation. And this is, I don't even know how long ago, probably close to a year ago or so. And, uh, and I was like, uh, had, cause I had no idea. I just think I just see a new trend and I'm like, Oh, here's this trendy thing or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, but then, um, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about it. So I wanted to start here and then, uh, we can go deeper, deeper into the woo kind of stuff. Uh, and we'll, and we will. Yeah, Human design <laughs> is not much woo. It's much more of a, an assessment tool. That's very distinguishable. It's definitely but you've taught me so many really cool uh, techniques and, uh, and ways to really hear my own intuition, uh, to settle into that, to confirm uh, the things that I think I'm hearing <laughs> and, and, and giving me that, uh, that confidence to trust my own inner voice. Um, I can't tell you how much that's helped me. So I want to say thank you truly from the bottom of my heart. And um, yeah, folks out there, I'll make sure all those links are down there with instructions um, as well. And thank you so much for being willing to help our folks out uh, by giving them a discount. That's wonderful. Thank you, Gina. Well, you're welcome. Very appreciated. And I appreciate you. It's definitely been a wonderful joy for me to have the experience because you've coached me and you know that. And you coached me at a time when I needed it greatly through, um, um, through a time that I was not where I am now. And uh, it was very much of that karmic mirror showing up and letting me see I could be. And I just so for all of you out there who need a great coach, he is definitely has that karmic mirror to help you become the you you want to be and helping you understand yourself. And he pulls a lot of those tools. So I can say it made a difference in my life at a critical point. Well, thank you. That's very kind. And yeah, I, I couldn't more highly endorse uh, Gina and her work either. Uh, so yeah, definitely check it out. Go to her website, see uh, what, uh, what, because I know <laughs> as a manifesting generator, every single dot is crossed and I like <laughs> everything. Uh, you do such a good job uh, ordering and uh, organizing all that stuff. So I think if you just go and check it out, you'll be impressed. Um, so definitely do that. I'll make sure the link's uh, underneath and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so very much and have a wonderful day. Thank you.